episode 37 of the Evil G podcast. I am Colin. I've got Stu with me as always. How's it going, Stu? Did you just like rhyme that number off the top or did you check that before we started? Uh, I came prepared. Oh, look at you go. Hey, I actually looked. Mr. Professional now. Yeah. <laughs> got the number right. I assume. <laughs> got the number right. We're so professional. Well, so we were having a bit of a rant there about NFTs before we started recording, so we may as well continue that now. Fuck's sake. We just repeat it all. I said, I don't understand how like this can keep going for so long. We thought this was going to like burn itself out in like a week or two. Like this would not be a thing anymore. But it it's still going. It won't burn itself out that fast. Like, but it, 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 it can't, it, it, it's not a, it's so barefaced in its scamminess that it's like, it's mad that no one's stepped in and went, Oi, what are you, what are you doing over there? That's what like, I was thinking. Is there not like some governing body would sort of have to step in here and go, yeah, uh, what the uh, fuck? That's saying this has no, no governance around it at all. So it's do whatever the fuck you want time. Oh jeez! So the that there's a couple of couple of NFT stories. There's a, we're gonna have to make up a name for the NFT section of the podcast or something. I'm telling you. Um, should we do a really we'll sad one first? That that's really sad and not surprising, and that's just the world we live in right now. Uh, Konami are selling Castlevania NFTs for its 35th anniversary. Kicking, Great way to celebrate. Kicking Castlevania when it's down and just taking a big shit on its corpse. Um. Uh, <laughs> they, do, they, have, they, have, they, they literally, it's like they just don't care anymore. They haven't cared for a very long time, let's be honest. Uh, but so, they're, now they're actually showing us that they don't care. It's like, oh, these all love Castlevania? We sure do, can have it. Well, what's this? They got one. And they look just at, rip its corpse. They got one look at NFTs and goes, "Wait, you mean we can make money off our fran- beloved franchises and not actually have to make anything? Mm. Sign us up. We're definitely not the Yakuza. Hi. They definitely are owned partially by the Yakuza. I would think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I look forward to the day they start. You know, they'll they'll, they'll start uh, tweeting about you know Silent Hill and stuff, and everyone will get excited. And then they go, yeah, Silent Hill NFTs. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. And they'll want thousands of dollars for them. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen, I, I was looking for it because this actually, I went down and looked at some N- NFTs on the site where you can buy it. And I'm not even going to say it in case that convinces someone. Right. I, I don't want to inform someone how to buy these fucking things. Uh, but Nope. They haven't put them up yet, so I have no idea what they're going to charge for. Um, seeing as uh, a gif of a spinning rose will uh, set you back, what, like three grand? The, the fuck knows. Um, so, so they've got artwork, video clips, music tracks. Um, what's a highlight movie? Clips from the series? Like the game? Oh, they have music tracks on it. Y- yeah. Wait, so what's the difference between buying an NFT music track and just buying a digital song? Um, the price, obviously. The blockchain thing, uh, the price, it'll have it'll have that, you know, uh, that we identifier 
key that says this is an NFT and the MP3 that you could, you know, buy on Amazon, Apple Music, whatever, um, would not, but they would sound the same. Aye. So, so uh, yeah, I get what we were saying there just before recording. It's like NFTs have got nothing to do with a person's fandom or something. No one buys an NFT because you're a fan of the thing. It's purely mm. the only thing driving NFT sales is if I buy this now, in two weeks, it'll be worth five times as much. And that's the only reason people are buying up junk shit fucking art like it's it's like the you've got the board ape stuff which started us and but this is a trend you're seeing artists do these almost like profile like pitch pictures you've you've seen the ape ones i'm sure you, you've, mm-hmm. you've probably seen those mm-hmm. and it'll just have prefab parts so could be this many different backgrounds, this many different haircuts, uh, a pair of sunglasses, and different colors of different parts. And then it's like AI generated, just makes up a whole bunch of them with all these sort of predefined parts that each part has this different rarity. So that's how they decide, oh, this one's really rare. When, and it's, it's, ah, that's not art. Seriously. If you don't want all of them, it's like, oh, what do you, like it's, you've somehow managed to, fucking mass produce that shit and make like little tweaks uh and and now castlevania is going to get it you got this lovely big picture here of the castlevania one map um which i i'm pretty sure you could get this on a poster if you really wanted to um do you know what i'm just thinking though because you know that you can obviously just go on and copy and paste all this shit and just keep it yourself without paying a penny yeah can you do that with the music as well? Because I might just go on and steal all the music. Oh, uh, like does the music have a thing where you, you play it to hear what it sounds like before you buy and could you uh, just save it? I have no idea. Yoink. Uh uh would have to go look for music and I just <laughs> just don't, don't want that. Steal all the music. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole NFT I part, I don't... I, I still... It's so fucking stupid. It is. I. Um, I don't know if people are actually falling for it, or companies are just trying to make a big song and dance so people do get involved. But I don't think this shit's taken off at the moment. A lot of it's performative to get stock prices up because if it gets mentioned, because everyone's talking about it. So if you mention you're going to yeah. do it, that gets eyes on you, uh, which pushes your stock price up, which keeps happening every time a company mentions it. They, they get a stock price bump. But... Um, <gasps> What? I forgot. Sorry. Speaking of NFT shit. Oh shit. Mr. Fucking Molyneux and his fifty million pound he's made. Oh, is he a liar? He's uh, fucking struggling apparently. Good. Cause he's a liar. Fuck him. Aye. Fuck him. Apparently his game is fucking struggling. Hey, we we have been We <laughs> have been duped by that man for so many fucking years. And if if he goes broke from this shit then good. <laughs> I'm all for that. If I go outside someday and Peter Molyneux is sweeping my street, I'm going to throw a rock at him. <laughs> Just, <Aye. laughs> You fucking scamming prick. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, worth 50 mil, that rock. Give me it back. Stu, you know what he is? You know what he is? He's a carny piece He's of a- shit. Yeah, I was just thinking that. 
<laughs> he is Carney a Carney piece of shit. Um, now where was I? Okay, so it's not all bad news. Because Sega had announced they were going to do the NFTs as well. You were going to get, here's a JPEG of Sonic for 15 grand. They have now said that they're not going to do that. Um, they said that we will consider this further if it leads to our mission, constantly creating forever captivating. That's some corporate ass speak there. Uh. But if it's perceived as simple money making, I would like to make a decision not to proceed. It's like, this is pure fucking just money making. This is yep. how do we get money without actually doing anything or giving anyone anything? That's what NFTs are. So, mm. um, but they didn't come to this conclusion off their own bat. It's like, it took the fans going, what the fuck are you doing? Um, uh. Same way we spoke about uh, uh, Stalker, um, mm. Stalker 2. They backed out because of fan backlash. And that's that's the way, that's the only way we can get uh, developers not to do this stuff. Now, I'm not saying go out and be abusive dicks. Just say, uh, do, if you go out on your social media and you're going to do anything, just pull that I'm, I'm really disappointed in you card. Yeah, yeah, that always hurts them the most. <laughs> Don't go with the death threats. Just go and um, no, um, no. Konami. And um, Konami's a lost cause. Don't even try there. They don't give a flying yeah, yeah. fuck. I don't think Ubisoft do either. To be fair, I think they they've already they've created their own fucking uh, their own uh, department for this shit and everything. So they've yeah. pumped too much money into this now. Ubisoft's really sly, but did you hear how much they had made? <laughs> they made with their. Um, their Ghost Recon stuff so far was like three hundred dollars. <laughs> so, good job, guys. They probably paid millions to put this department together. Fucking raking it in. Um, I don't know. I don't think this Wait. stuff is that expensive to put together because it's all just shite. There's, there's. Ah, but you know the way you'll have. We have to hire managers and we have to hire these people to look after this and these people. To, I'm not saying the putting the NFTs together is the hard part. It's just putting the department together was probably oh, yeah. more expensive yeah. this is like how, how have we made buying a digital image so fucking complicated and infuriating and exploitative and just stupid if you want to own something just because it's rare you need to have a look at yourself yeah like I've, 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 I've never bought anything just because I thought ooh that'll be rare I'll no. keep that and I, 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 I have bought rare stuff because, you know, I've been a fan of the thing, though. And thought, oh, that looks nice. I'll have that. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It's totally fine. But, like, if you're buying a thing with no real interest in what the thing is, just because it's rare. Hmm. I don't do that. It's like, cause I don't do that. It's, it's like, oh, it'll be worth more. Buy something line. to like, enjoy it. It's like, yeah, enjoy your shit now. Don't be like, I'm going to keep this till, you know, it goes up in price and then. Yeah, when I when I bought that god-awful Godzilla game, I didn't know I was buying something rare. I just knew I was buying a Godzilla game. Turned out to be awful and then turned out to be very expensive. And then turned into a Switch. And then turned into a Switch. <laughs> that was actually a good investment. Uh, 
So uh, just uh, one more thing on the NFT stuff is Samsung uh, announced some details about their new generation of uh, QLED TVs, which is their version of OLED. Um, so the, there was they were talking about putting in gaming for the you know uh, cloud streaming services. Uh, yeah, yeah. Such as Stadia and GeForce Now, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And no doubt those those apps will work really well. Sarcasm. Um, they're also <laughs> going to allow you to uh, buy, display, and trade NFTs through the TV. <laughs> but look, all the people who buy NFTs, they can do something with them now. They can just set them on their TV and like, there's my NFT. And put that yep, in the so wall. So when your friends come around to see you, you can be berated by your mates. <laughs> Could you imagine going to, again? If I see like someone's TV with NFT on it, I'm going to kick their fucking TV. <laughs> oh, that doesn't destroy the NFT, but fuck your TV. That is that is actually I'm gonna I'm gonna rescue the TV and take it because it's being abused. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a Call new the home. Cops on them. <laughs> I'd like to report TV abuse. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, it's, it is madness. I did not think a company would get that mental with it. You can trade, buy, and display NFTs. Hey, boys, one in, look at me picture of the Konami code. Oh, that's yeah. great. Must you pay for that? 300 lids. Well, like, my uh, your TV can do that now because you can put up displays of images. <laughs> so Yes, you can. <laughs> this is nothing. Okay, so what they've done is... Actually, they've done the hunt because Samsung TVs already have a, a browser. So it'll open a browser, go to like one of these sites where you can um, buy NFTs. That'll work. And then once you get your JPEG, you'll be able to put it on your TV, which is stuff that your TV can do now anyway. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, Samsung getting it in the grift. And if you buy a oh, Samsung geez. TV anyway, it's... It's a fucking nightmare. They install apps that you can't uninstall. Like it'll like, well, we put Facebook and Instagram on here and TikTok and say, I don't want any of that. I'm going to uninstall it. And I say, no option to uninstall it. It's like, oh, my mm. well, TV's run out of memory now. So what do I do? Well, the, the, you have to jump Here's through it. some fucking hoops to get rid of that shit. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> ah, fuck. I, I, I don't get that, like, Likes a Samsung and Apple. It's like, I bought a thing off you. It's mine now. Fuck right off. Mm-hmm. Our transaction is done. I don't want to be part of your wee fucking group. I don't want, I'm not fucking living I'm not in the Samsung crew. I just want a thing to watch <laughs> shit on. Samsung crew. It's like, give me the TV oh. and then kindly fuck off. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> right. Let's, let's Someday move. they'll learn. Nope. <laughs> No, no then, what no, am I on about? When the revolution comes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, VR. We all love mm. VR around here. Um, so this is something I didn't think was going to happen. Um, Same. I, um, and I know it's like, this wasn't the announcement of this because they, they'd shown, shown the controllers. But um, Sony have revealed a look at, uh, or the, the specs for their their new VR headset, the VR2, which is what it'll be called. That's uh, Sony's marketing department working overtime for so that the one. the PS5 runs the VR2? Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's going to have 
4K HDR OLED panels for your eyeballs, uh, 110 oh, degree yeah. field of view, which uh, I think is big enough. <laughs> um, mm. And uh, it will run it in nine, between 90 and 120 hertz, which is which is good because higher frame rates is better for VR shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of what makes people sick is shitty frame rates sometimes. Yeah, because I know the Quest 2 maximum, I think it does 90. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of right. They can't run any higher than that. 90 is fine though, anything above 60, you're, yeah. you should be grand. Um, it's also got in, uh, cameras built in like the Quest or the, the Rift that, that does the, the tracking, but it also has eye tracking, so when you move your eyeballs about, things will happen, I guess. Ooh. Um, and then they're talking about this uh, Tempest 3D audio check and headset vibration, like the headset itself will vibrate. Which, okay. Which they say that they use to, to give you the feeling of like a character's uh, elevated pulse, uh, rush of objects passing close to a character's head, or the th- the thrust of a vehicle as a character speeds forward. Yeah. Hmm. Sony just thrust in your head. That could uh, be a bit unusual. Yeah, I, I imagine the vibration on your actual you know, on your head could get a bit weird and cause you to have a headache. I don't know. Depends how I, intense it is. I can see that being turned off quite a bit. Depends how intense it is. Mm, true. Um, I saw that there's, there's there's a company developing like a, a tactile feedback shirt vest thing so you can feel <laughs> gunshots. Are we I just heading towards Ready Player One here? Yes, we are. 100%. Holy Yep. Sure, sure. Like Zuckerberg's all about the metaverse. He wants to build. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, the only this is the only boys that would watch, you know, dystopian cyberpunk futures and go, right, "Let's do that." That looks like a uh, good that idea. That looks a good idea. Yeah. Um, no price on this, mm. which is a. Shame. How much was the first headset? 300 lads. 300? Oh, wait, why, why mm-hmm. did I? How much is a Quest? 300 lads. Why did I think Sony's headset was cheaper? Oh, you might be right. Maybe it was a, a sort of package. Because you can get the headset itself, maybe, for 220 but then you could get like the headset, the move controllers, and like a game or two for three hundred, maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe it was a package was three hundred. So that that first headset was had a lot of problems with it. And the fact that you know, you know, you had to have the wee box. Yes. That you plugged and in. Kind of needed the PS Pro more than the standard. Yeah, a PS4 wouldn't run shit. And had no dedicated controllers, and you're using shitty move controllers. So that's probably oh, the Jesus. biggest difference here is like there's actual VR controllers mm-hmm. for this thing, which look a lot like the first generation Rift controllers. Um, hmm. Where they wrap around your hand, but not, you still have to hold them. But really, for 
the stuff I played in VR, people should get, like the guys making this hardware, like have it so you don't have to hold the controller, like the um, the knuckle controller for the uh, what's what's the the Valve one. Oh, the Viv, Viv, the Vive. Vive. No, that's not. Is that what it's called? That's what the old one's called. Is it? All right. Anyway, the the Valve headset. So their their controller actually, um, it like clips onto your hand at where where your knuckles are, and tracks each right. of your individual fingers. So you can completely let go, and oh. it all just sits on your hand. Now, obviously, those are probably like a lot more expensive, um, but. It seems like that would be way more because way more handy. Because one of the things I always get is nearly dropping your controller when you're trying to do different things, or you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, I like the idea of having a, a controller you don't actually have to hold on to unless you're actually holding on to something in game. But yeah, what, do you do you think you'd get one of these? Um, well, I know the first game they announced was a, a Horizon one. Yeah, spin-off called something about a mountain. Aye, something mountain. Call, Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain. Um, like I said, I've just got into the VR stuff with my, my Quest, and I don't find myself playing it every day. You know, it's something I've sort of maybe once every now and then. Like, I've Play, I love to obviously play through Resi <laughs> Four and all, but yeah, once a novelty wears off, it's yeah, okay. it's it's just an, a it's, crack. It's just another thing for you to play games in. About yeah, uh, this one's a bit more awkward to set up and and do because of the the amount of room. Yeah, I'm you guessing need. this is going to be this is going to be wired to the PlayStation Five as well. This isn't going to be like a wireless thing. Um. Yeah, it says USB Type C uh, next to communication mm. with PS5. So yeah, it's probably plug in. Which that would it, feel like a step backward for me. Yeah, but see, to get the amount of power needed to. Yeah, get, I get that. Yeah, uh, it's, you can't strap a PS5 to your head. No, no. <laughs> like they could give it a go, but it'd be very uncomfortable. It looked like a big sort of Sambaro hat. I don't really mind having a cable because I, I have a rift and it's like not moving that much. Yeah, you get tangled up with a few times, but I get I get very excitable playing like Robo Recall and stuff. And yeah. I know I would get I know I'd trip over myself. I haven't had any disasters. I, I'm, I'm apocal at the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> you just, <laughs> just kick your PlayStation Five across the room. Ah. Well, that's the end of that. Like, I fuck me. Uh, uh, yeah, it seems that VR news has really slowed down the past year, so. But it's hard mm. to tell why that is, since. You know, pandemic. Blah, blah, blah. Same old shit. True, true. Uh, I mean, Res- games are still being released regularly. Uh, we went through, last week we went through what came out last year and there wasn't a lot. True. Numbers wise, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't the best year for, for games. And the, the you, you are getting a lot of delays, which is fine. Which is like, mm. 
it's not on developers to do stupid things like games out the door. They're games, so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica, everyone's mm. favorite Resident Evil. <laughs> there's some you know. There's someone out there where that's their favorite for reasons. Um, so yeah, it's it's been getting a a re- fan made remake, much like Resident Evil Two, um, which then got actually picked up by Capcom and done in house for real, uh, which then gave us the Resident Evil Two and Three remakes, which are really really good. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, the, there's a bunch of fans working on this for Code Veronica since 2019, and it will be out sometime this year. Hmm. Do you think Capcom might sort of step in and go, hey, you've done a lot of the hard work here. Um, do you mind if we release this? We'll, it, we'll give you a wee bit of the credit. That uh, It would be good to see. Uh, that happening mm. um which is said it's basically the same thing that happened with two uh the re engine isn't available publicly is it so this this won't be developed in that engine which is the engine that official i think it actually if you've seen that trailer i think what this is like it's like a giant mod of Resi 2. Oh, right. I see. So they are using that engine, but they're I'm just, just modding the I, shit. I was wondering, because it does, it does look a lot like mm-hmm. the, uh, the the other Two games. Um, that rain looks... Ah. That's weird. what caught my eye. I know there's fans doing it for Resi 1 as well, you know. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that- but they're doing like this whole starting thing where like you are Jill, but you're in the police station, but there's like, you know, normal cops and all there, and then you're sent out to the mansion. Oh, I wonder. So it'd, it'd be, be cool. like this whole... It'd be cool to make you actually do the, you know, the early, the, the part before the game, run away from the dogs and that. That, that would be mm-hmm. a good segment to put in there. Oh, yeah, that, this is definitely just <laughs> Resi 2. There's just like, Stuff being lifted straight out of the police station, ah. they, those lockers. Um, yep. So, so yeah, if if <clears throat> if Capcom did pick this up, obviously they'd probably put a bit more into it than than just mod and stuff. But this this is still impressive. Like someone had to go in and make this stuff. Yeah, you're using assets mm-hmm. from those other games, but um, there's no issue with that. It looks the part. Um. And Code Veronica is probably a game that could really benefit from a remake yep. uh, to fix a lot of the issues with that that game had. Yeah, it didn't age well. Like, take Steve out of it for a start. Oh my god. <laughs> just, just remove him. Oh, he's such a shit. He is. God, he's, like- it, he's the single worst thing about that game. I yes. He's the single worst thing about the franchise. Worst character in the franchise. Oof. Uh, yeah. Can you, can yeah. you name one that even comes close? Uh, no. Yeah, like, 
Shock him. No, I can't do it. Fuck up, you <laughs> cunt. <laughs> you mean Leon wannabe, hey? I know. What were they thinking? Balls. I don't know what they were thinking, but they, they, the worst thing is you could tell they were trying to make him cool. I know. Because he had... He had yeah, the what? It, well, he had the wee camo trousers on, he had the Leon style haircut, and when you first see him, he's got like the twin guns, and he's shooting in two different directions, and you're thinking, this guy thinks he's fucking amazing, and he just looks like a prick. <laughs> he looks like a Resident Evil fan. <laughs> if he got <laughs> a Resident Evil game. It is, oh, Jesus Christ, hey. That no. is the character who Paul Anderson based his movies off. <laughs> <laughs> that is Paul Anderson. <laughs> no, at least in that one, he doesn't get the girl. Yeah, true. Claire's true. mostly like, what the fuck? I get the fuck away from me. Um, no, I don't want them to remake it since... Uh, unless you just take him out. T- to be honest, like he uh, has no... Pur- he serves no purpose. Well, he's a boss fight. Barely. You run away. Ah, uh, barely, true. You run true. away, get hit, because you, there's nothing you can do at all to not and get hit. <laughs> there's some terrible boss fights in that game, Aye, that That's a bad one there. Fight Nemesis on a plane. That, fuck Code Veronica. Hi. <laughs> no, I, like, fix all these things, and... That, it's like, it was so cool getting to see the Redfield siblings actually you know mm-hmm. claire's been looking for chris and hey you found him yay <laughs> and that's when we first seen wesker as like a fucking super villain yes yes uh, that's one of the things as well it's like uh, although code veronica isn't part of the core uh canon we'll say um it's so important to it like yep. that is such a big piece of the uh the resident evil bonkers story and it's in this game. Um, oh, it's one of the most bonkers because you've got that crazy bastard who's acting like his own sister and all. Oh, Jesus, I. Alex and uh, Alexa. Alexa. Fuck me, hey. But, I. He had the funniest accent, though. Where the fuck was he meant to be from? That island. It's own accent of that island. He's never been off that island. Clearly. Um, oh. Right, what have we got next? E3, uh, the, the big trade show that happens every year. It's probably not happening this year again. Uh, last year, we didn't have a physical show and a really shitty digital only. Uh, looks like the physical show is being cancelled again this year due to COVID stuff. And they're talking about possibly doing an hour online event, but at this stage, is who's that for? Yeah, what's the, like? What are you? Like, what are you doing we, there? We've been talking about this for quite a few years now. Each time it comes around, but E three just really isn't necessary anymore. No, and especially Jeff Keeley um, just kind of went. I'll put on my own. Um, mm. and he does the Gamescom stuff. Then he does his summer, um, his summer game show and the Game Awards. Uh, he's got all the contacts. He gets all the big uh, exclusive mm. reveals. Um, 
yeah. Uh, and it, Game Fest is happening. Summer Game Fest is happening this year. Is there room for an E3? Uh, who knows? Uh, it doesn't look like it. No. But geez, it might not used to. It used to be the biggest thing. People went nuts yep. for it every year. Um, I still love it, hey? A bunch of publishers got up, lied through their teeth, and then <laughs> <laughs> everyone got way too hyped for everything. Yep. Showed a bunch of FMV sequences claiming it was gameplay. Oh, PlayStation 3, hey. Oh, Jesus dear. Christ. That's where the... Andy Pitchford was at it too. <clears throat> oh, of course he was. Because <laughs> do you remember the first time he showed off Alien Colonial Marines? It looked amazing. And then the game came out and everyone was all, hi, what the fuck's this? So it was a very, very vertical slice. <laughs> the, uh, was it the, one of the Orochi Warriors games or Dynasty Warriors or like a game like that, they showed the PlayStation 3 one and he's all, oh, mm. the, all these historically accurate battles from uh, history of, now you fight this giant enemy crap. Fuck's sake. <laughs> that just goes for like, see, any argument about historical accuracy in gaming is just fucking stupid. Like, I know. Oh, there were no women in World War II, but I can fucking <laughs> jump a tank off a cliff. <laughs> shut, shut up. This guy's been shot a hundred times. <laughs> I'll hold his hand for a second, it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, what do you think? I think I think there will be an E three, but it will be very sad. I, I agree. A very sad online E three. I think it will pass very quietly as well. It'll be like a day or two later, everyone will go. Ah, oh, should E three happen? <laughs> uh, right. I guess that's all we got to say about that. Exciting stuff here, though. Well, I don't know. Um. I guess from software is doing something. Uh, so some person on uh, Reset Era, which is a forum for video games and stuff, um, has said they've received a survey from from software, uh, which gave screenshots, videos, and plot details of an unannounced Armored Core game. Um, and they have gone onto a form to describe it in great detail. <laughs> um, so, if you don't know, Armored Core is a series of mech action games that From mm. Software has done for years and years uh, since before before Demon Souls. Um, a PS One. Yeah. Uh, when's the last time they made one of these? I don't know. 2012, I think, Play, was the last PlayStation one. 360 3? era. PlayStation 3, it would have been, mm. wouldn't it? Um, mm. Was that the one that was, like, um, Chrome Hounds? Is that part of that series? Because that's them as well. No. No? Was that, was that them as well? That's from software, I'm pretty sure. Jesus. Um, now, I have never... I didn't get into the from software stuff until... Um, really Dark Souls one. Uh, so I haven't really played Armored Core stuff. So, but some of the descriptions uh, here has definitely got me interested. Um, apparently there's a very Soulsy looking boss fight in here. Um, 
or there's a couple of boss fights. Um, you got a, a snow area, a sci-fi world uh, that Miyazaki has created. Uh, it's a little bit third-person shooter. Um, mm. Let you move around a big ass map. Um, yeah, they say the boss fight looks quite soulsy. Long-range gunfire reminded me of Virtua On. You ever play that? No. The mech fighting game Sega did? No? No. It's an arcade game? Look that up. That's actually pretty good. Um, what was it called? Virtua On. Virtua On? Uh, player characters in a white mech went in close to the bigger robot boss and fought like they're... Uh, with like that, fought with like an energy or laser sword. This person has written how how they would speak, um, mm. and that looked the saying that looked very souls life like. And then out in the fields, uh, we see the same white mech um, following a couple of other players, maybe so co op. Um, they were walking. Uh, or flying close to the ground, maybe. So maybe doing that anime mech thing where you just sort of skim along the ground. I, uh, if it's anything like the old ones, you could sort of customize your mech so you could choose how you moved mm. around because you could have like tank legs or, uh -huh. or like spider legs or things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a weird thing to uh, to find. <laughs> like this, boy, this person mm. could be talking out their fucking hole. So for all we know. It could be. Um, but yeah, this could be what's coming after Elden Ring, which, yeah, you would maybe like to see something in sci-fi as opposed to, yeah, uh, another fantasy type thing. Um, change it up a bit. Yeah. But we'll see. I used to love Armored Core in the PlayStation 1. I've never played this one. sounds very different. <laughs> but I'm, I'm most, uh, it, is it actually? Uh, or all very is it more semi no 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 it was very actiony so like i say you would build your robot at the start and you would choose like what weapons you wanted so i was used to go like the shoulder missile launcher and i used to like the, the spider legs i enjoyed the, the most because you could, like crawl up the walls and stuff with them so it yeah. gave you more of a tactical thing um but yeah it was really really cool like you could have normal legs or you could have like the like a wee jetpack thing as you say the sort of anime jet thing you could do all that and that's when you would have the sword because you would turn the engine on to strike and you'd go flying forward like a big slash and stuff. It was very, very cool. But I know mm. it took a sort of downturn around the PS2 360 area. Like it didn't have the same... I think the, the original three are considered amazing. And then it sort of started to... Because it hit that sort of, you know, everything has to be freaking Gears of War, shit like that. Yeah, behind the back cover shooter. Is that yeah, what kind of everything started doing that. Oh, so they didn't start doing that. Uh, it's that everything else did. Yeah, everything else. So you know, Armored Core just you know wasn't up with the times anymore. Yeah. The, the last game to come out was Armored Core Verdict Day on the PlayStation Three, um, which isn't even a proper numbered. Hmm. It's a spin-off. Is it a spin-off? Does that count as a spin-off? Or no, that, that counts as five. Armor Core 5. So what the hell's Chrome? <laughs> I'm not too sure. I didn't even know that was from software. I, I know of the game, but I didn't know it was from software. 
I thought that was somebody else having a go at the Mech games. Yeah, it came out on the 360 by From Software, setting an alternative universe where mechanized hounds battle for control of hmm. Nero Emus, a fictional region. So it's just an armor mech game, but it's not part of the the Armored say, Core is, universe. That Armored Core was that like a PlayStation thing only, maybe? Uh, no, that five. It was telling me it was on the 360 as well. Oh, um, okay. Like the because I know Chrome Hounds was only on Xbox. Yes, um, it came out in two thousand and six. It was published by Sega worldwide, and I'm wondering. Is wasn't there a time when Sega had like a exclusivity deal with Microsoft, or am I making yes. that shit up? No, no, you're, you're right. Because that awful Sonic 06 came out on the Xbox first, and then we had to wait a year for the PlayStation version, and everyone was like, "Oh, maybe they'll have fixed it." And no, they just released the same game. <laughs> there was no fixing that, no whatsoever. Yep. Yeah, big robots coming soon. Maybe, unless mm. people are selling us up a fucking river. Being <clears> jerks. <throat> Making shit up on the internet. Who'd ever think of that? <laughs> uh, right, so we had a ton of wrestling over the past week. Um, quite a few title changes. Uh, before we before we get into the wrestling, can I very quickly... Oh shit, sorry, I forgot. I might I be forgot, coming. I forgot about the GoldenEye story. <laughs> just, just... It's, it's not really a story. There were some leaked uh, achievements found on a rare employee's gamer score on this Xbox account, and they were literally GoldenEye achievements. And everyone's losing their minds that maybe the 360 GoldenEye remake that never got finished or released may actually be being released now. So maybe because Microsoft, Nintendo, Rare, and MGM have finally came to a deal that mm. GoldenEye might actually be coming. Yeah. But I'm still convinced that if it does happen, Nintendo are not going to let that pass without them getting a piece of that action. Oh, yeah, they'll want it on the Switch. 100%. Do you think they'll just want the original or they'll want this new one as well? Do they not have the original already? Was that not one of the N64 games? No, it's not on there yet because if it was, I would definitely have got that subscription service just um, for GoldenEye. Perfect Dark's on it. Uh, no, they can't have Perfect Dark. I thought Perfect Dark was on that list. No, because Rare owns Perfect Dark. Ah, do they? I thought it was that whole because it was... So I can play Perfect published. Dark on Game Pass. The original? Yes. And the, the, cool. Um, let me see. Where's that list? No, there's no. I know it's got like Mario 64 and Mario <coughs> Kart 64 and all yeah, that. Yeah, Mario but... 64, Ocarina, Mario Kart, mm, Banjo Kazooie. See, that's what made me think. There's no Goldeneye. There's no Perfect Dark. Um, oh, okay. But that's what I was wondering. Do you think, obviously, if if this does happen? Will the deal be, all right, you can have the original on your N64 games, or it'll be, no, we want that nice new one you've got? I think it'll be the new one. You want the new one. Fuck yeah. Give me that. Suddenly the Switch is well worth it. 
What if it ends well, up being really not bad? well worth it, no. How could it be bad? It's golden eye. Even what? if it is bad, I'll still love it. How much of that is your nostalgia talking? <laughs> exactly. Wait, what? Maybe that's why I still love Ultra Beast. <laughs> it's just nostalgia overload. The thing is, you're supposed to then play these things and realize, oh shit, this is balls. I rem- I'm remembering mm. this wrong. I don't know if it's nostalgia I with that. you. I just <laughs> I can't explain it. Can't explain it. I'm just broke. Oh dear. Well, wrestling then. Wrestling, we'll move on. Right, so <laughs> we had uh, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan's big event. Uh, having a, a lot to say about this because, God, this there was no hype around this show at all. Um, oh. I, it, it was just... I, I mean, like, Wrestle Kingdom before pandemic was big, big, big deal. Um and everyone get really excited for it and the matches you were going to see. Um, and all credit to Shingo is, is their champion. He has had good matches, but I just it doesn't it doesn't have the same, you know, hype about it. And the the biggest hype around <laughs> this whole thing was well, two things: getting to see Shibata back in the ring, um, mm. and then the possibility of Okada being champion again, uh, which. I'm pretty sure everyone wanted. And we got to see those two things. So split across two nights. Okada beat Shingo first night. And then uh, because uh, Will Ospreay had a claim to the championship as well. Because he never actually lost. He got injured. Um, so mm. they, they had their uh, their match. And, and Okada beat them. Fantastic matches. Well worth seeing. Um the other notable matches for me would have been Tetsuya Naito versus Jeff Cobb on night two, um, which was a really good match. Um, Naito does win that, but that also means that Naito comes out right after the Okada-Osprey match to challenge Okada. So I'm going to get Okada versus Naito. That looks like that's going to be his first defense. Um, this this thing doesn't... So, this Wrestle Kingdom was three nights. Oof. It does not need to be that. Um, so, th- to be fair, the third night, they did this whole thing because it's the 50th anniversary, and that just drives home how fucking kind of sad this whole thing was. It's their 50th anniversary, and just we we know excitement around it at all. But on the, oh, third, the third night, they did do this uh, New Japan versus Pro Wrestling Noah, one of the other Japanese um, promotions. Uh, I haven't actually mm. seen that that third night, but because I don't know anything about pro wrestling, Noah. Uh, but yeah, the the two nights where it was New Japan, it doesn't need to be two nights because you're getting like I I mentioned like Jeff Cobb and Naito. Um, they're matching night two. That's the actual story. That that's the main sort of mm. what what's going on there. But on night one, they're in. They're both in just a, a throwaway six-man tag match, um, where it's uh, Los Inglobernales de Japón, um, which is Naito Sonata uh, and Bushi versus Will Osprey's group United Empire, which is Osprey, Grado Khan, and Jeff Cobb. So it's just like a build-up to the match. You're mm. getting weird multi-man build-up matches on the pay-per-view, which just 
just is is a mm. bit silly uh, to me. I, I don't know. Um, they if you're going to normally do before the pay per view. Yeah, if you're going to have two nights, you should have enough individual wrestlers to wrestle matches. So so like your wrestler doesn't end up wrestling the two nights. You should have enough mm. unique matches to be able to cover all those two nights. Uh, I don't think this this one's that that necessary um, at all. But yeah, they they, they put uh, stardom on as well. The every year you you get a, a stardom uh, the women's promotion um, match, and it's usually on the pre-show. But this year they actually got on the actual show um, and put on a really good match. Sort of really highlighted themselves really well, um, and. The, oh, I forgot the name of the commentator, Chris, 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 Chris. Um, God damn it. <laughs> I'm looking up his name. Yeah, don't worry, we can hear you typing. Good. <laughs> it's, we know you're, you're not sitting racking your brain there. Oh, this is just a list, uh. I, I, I have to see it. It's Chris. <laughs> it's gonna annoy It's you Chris Charlton, and it, I haven't found it. I just I just remembered that Chris Charlton. He's oh, okay. he's really really good at um for English audiences of explaining. See if you like go in and watch New Japan without any context. You just watch a show or that when the stardom uh, wrestlers were on. He does such mm-hmm. a good job of explaining who everyone is, why why this matters. He's so fucking good at that shit, and his knowledge, like the stuff he he would put fucking Excalibur to shame how the the stuff he just oh shit pulls out, um, like the the history he knows uh, is just so fucking impressive, um, and then he's sitting next to Kevin Kelly, which isn't a bad thing either, hmm. um, so. Do you want to cover AEW stuff, or do you want to talk about Hard to Kill? fly through Hard to Kill? Yeah, tell us about Hard to Kill. Well, I watched Hard to Kill last night. It was the Saturday pay-per-view. and Great pay-per-view, to the point where Will Ospreay was actually tweeting live about it, saying how good it was. He was absolutely loving it, apparently. Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, there's a guy called Speedball Bailey. You know him? No, can't say it out. Oh, okay. He's a big, big sort of independent wrestler. He's very good friends with Danhausen. That's the only reason I know of him, because Danhausen's always sort of chatting to him and all on his Twitter. But he got signed recently with Impact, so he was on the pre-show with uh, Ace Austin. Do you remember him? He was the sort of young fellow with the purple hair? Yes. He's a very good wrestler, but they had a, a match, and obviously Speedball's first match, so he got the win. But really, really high-flying, high-speed match, really, really good. Um, and then our next match... On our fir- the first match on the actual card was the first ever women's X Division, uh, no, it's not X Division, sorry, Ultimate X match. Winner gets a title sh- or future title shot. <clears throat> this was absolutely brilliant. So you had Rosemary, Jordan Grace, Alicia Edwards, who I don't think is the best, but she was falling in for someone who got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Rachel Ellering. She uh, got injured, right. so she's filling in for her. And you had Lady Frost, who you probably remember from Dark. Yes, yes, I know Lady Frost. <laughs> yep, she was there. Um, you had Tasha Steeles, who you'd remember was Kira Hogan's tag partner. Yeah. 
And then the last one you had was Chelsea Green. Matt Cardona's new wife. Um, but this match was absolutely amazing. Jordan Grace put herself through hell. Like, there was at least three occasions, because obviously her character is obviously a powerlifter, so she's a bit heavier than everyone else. She was climbing to the way they have to cross the, the ropes to get to the X. Yeah. I don't know if she was doing this on purpose or she was genuinely slipping, but she fell like three times. <laughs> and I mean, she was like sort of arms and legs were up and she's just fallen, landing on her back. Fuck. And that's a good eight foot there. <laughs> but I um, really, really good match. But they were sort of telling the story with it, though, as there was a new commentator. Forgive me, I can't remember his name, but Stryker is gone. Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. Ex-WWE guy. He wasn't bad. Hey, he's all right, Tom. All right, okay. He's not too bad. Um, he was obviously very happy to be there and all the rest of it, but uh, he was sort of telling the story that Jordan wasn't used to this type of match. So I'm guessing that was a story. She wasn't just fucking slipping all the time. Um, but really good match, and it was Tasha Steeles ended up winning. Uh, her and Chelsea literally got to the middle at one point, and they were just beating the shit out of each other. But they were hanging with the, the legs were on the, the cables, and they are hanging sort of face down, slapping the shit out of each other. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Um, that was a standout match. So it was. And then our mm. next match was the X Division match. Between Trey Miguel and Steve Macklin. Brilliant. I wasn't actually expecting anything out of this. Fucking amazing match. And uh, there was a lot of talk that uh, Trey's WWE buddies were there for his entrance, but they were in masks, so he didn't know it was them. Right. So I don't know if this is true or not, but nobody knows. Um, so that so, was really cool. So there's a, there's a lot of... You know, buzz going around about WWE yes. actually doing something with Impact because of uh, Mickey James, who is signed to Impact, uh, is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, and she is the champion at the moment. Yeah, so she's going to have the belt. I think they just really wanted her for the Rumble, and this is a one-time thing. From mm-hmm. Like, I don't see anything that would have changed Vince's mind suddenly and working with no other way. companies. Uh, and if any WWE fans out there are thinking, oh, look, at they're, they're doing this stuff, it's going to be good. It's like, you're you're fucking dreaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this, this has never worked for anyone in the past. Um, they'll, they'll get Mickey James and probably that, that'll be it. And even if they do... Uh, do some cross promotional matches ring. I was like, no WWE guy is putting any impact guy over. Not in a million years. Mm. It would be the one time I would actually love to see if it ever happened. I want Moose to just run wild on WWE guys. It'd be the one time I would support Moose. <laughs> just burying Seth uh, Rollins and Roman Reigns. Would never bury them. Ask uh, ask Paul Heyman how that worked out for him. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but our next match was actually fantastic because it was the Ring of Honor match. Oh, yes. Uh, Jonathan Gresham was defending his belt against Chris Sabin. And the story to this was brilliant. Apparently, about three years ago, when Sabin worked at Ring of Honor, he won this match that granted him a title shot. But he got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and then his contract ran out. And he never got his title shot, so he, he called it in. When <laughs> so, so now they're all like, fuck it, no one has a contract anymore. 
<laughs> but the match was excellent, and it was done under uh, Ring of Honor's pure honor rules. Right, the three rope breaks and... It's, aye, aye. It was really, really... Your wee man Gresham is fucking amazing, isn't he? He's so fast and smooth. He is, aye. Didn't get... He, excellent he, he, match. He wasn't at that... Uh, that other... Or no, he he was. He had a... He didn't get to defend the belt, was it? I can't remember. Final battle. No, he was... That's where he won the belt, was it? Not against Jay Lethal. I thought that was supposed to be some other... It was Bandito. Yes. So he won a belt uh, from, from Jay he Lethal. He won the world championship. Bandito was the champion at that time and couldn't wrestle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know so what, what the... way... I, they could pull that into a storyline. But the match was excellent. And then there was like a um, was like a wee video with all these different Ring of Honor people talking about Ring of Honor. And a certain white face popped up and the crowd erupted. Uh, they're not good impact. No, 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 no. I don't think so. It was literally just a video about people talking about Ring of Honor and what it meant for their careers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but when it came to him, he just stared at the camera blankly for about five seconds and then went, <laughs> Dan Housen likes human monies. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Um, but uh, the other big sort of Ring of Honor moment, um, they'd done a five-man or... 10-man tag team match. It was a hardcore war between Good Brothers and Violent by Design against uh, Willie Mack, Rhino Heath, and uh, Eddie Edwards. Crazy match. All types of match are happening. But after the match, Mike Bennett, some dude called Vincent, who had a hell of a cool look about him. He was like wearing flowers and, and hippie jacket and big beard and dreadlocks. He had a hell of a look. Uh, some other dude, I forget his name. And PCO came tearing out, bit the shit out of everybody. Took a look <laughs> at the Impact titles and went, ooh. Oh, uh, they're doing like, more invasion stuff? I think that, I don't know if it's an invasion or just like a... Well, it can't be an invasion because none of these people Ring work for Ring of Honor. But that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, and then we had our triple threat match, Matt Cardona, W.O. Morrissey and Moose. Um, a lot of shenanigans in this. Moose wins. Um, I know we still champ. No, I'm telling you, I'm convinced Callahan's the one taking that off him. And then our main event was actually Mickey James and Diana Perazzo. That would have been a good match. It was a very good match, but I knew how it was going to end because of the announcement the day before. What was the announcement the day before? Mickey James, Impact Champion, going to the Royal Rumble. I thought to myself, there's no way they're taking the belt off her. Well, fuck. Well, fuck indeed. (laughs) They could have waited to after. (laughs) They could have. They could (laughs) have. Because my brain Uh, just went, oh shit, that's right. At the same time, they weren't really lying. Like, uh, at the time of the announcement, she was champion. Yes. uh, You can't really go for. Your main event, like. uh, And I just sort of went, ah, Mickey James is not losing I mean, here. Uh, Don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic match. M- Mickey James just won it off of Prazo, didn't she? 
four months ago. All uh, right, so that's long enough. Uh, in impact title terms that's actually quite long enough oh mm. i forgot about the other very good match which was a big guy called jonah who's just joined against josh alexander that uh, was a beef slapper i wonder how, how much longer josh alexander will be hanging around there um mm. well he won so mm. i don't know good match but yeah it was a good pay-per-view it really was he just um, re- reminded um, me as well of a, a match on wrestle kingdom uh night two oh. we that is a very out of character for New Japan. We had Kenta versus Tanahashi for the United States Heavyweight Championship in a no DQ match. Ooh, which is very on New Japan. Is, yeah, we had those, those fucking New Japan tables that look like they'll never break. Um, oh, Jesus. Some rickety ass ladders. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could tell this. they don't usually do this stuff because. Everything they brought out looked like it was going to kill someone and Kenta ends up busting his face right near the end on a... And I, oh, I, I don't think it was intentional. Like, he just lands on a a bin, uh, one of the big metal bins, and, like, just busts himself open. Um, <laughs> it didn't, didn't look like he bladed anyway. Just weird seeing weapons in New Japan, Joe. It's... Yeah. Uh, Not normally their thing. No. It's good match, Joe. Tanahashi won though, so he's a US champion, which means John Moxley. Mm. <laughs> he wants Tanahashi, and uh, he, he does. He's he's getting back in the ring soon. Um, I think he has a GCW match coming up soon. Oh, that's good to hear. He's, um, he's doing well. So he, we can see him uh, wrestling again. In the near future, and hopefully he'll get his his match against Tanahashi for that United States Championship. His uh, it'll be his, some war when you, he shows up again in AEW. His United States Championship, I guess. Ah, uh, his United States Championship. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a good pay per view. So it was, and uh, very very impressed because I have to admit there was a few matches I wasn't expecting a lot, and they they really sort of came through. So it's good to see Impact still doing the up and up. Hmm. Aye. Just get rid of Miss. Just get rid of Miss. It's answered everything. No more Miss. <laughs> no more Miss. Uh, so AEW had three shows this week. Hmm. Which is weird. I don't know how that would work live. Does that mean that they tape dark matches at, at that Battle of the Belts as well? I'm guessing so. I'm or guessing do. so. Because it was only an hour. So you go to an AEW show and get three matches, you'd be like, hey... <laughs> what the fuck where's my hour and a half of dark <laughs> so la- last week's dynamite uh was uh we were getting uh another title match with uh page and danielson because we as we all know we had a time limit draw which was mm-hmm. fucking insane as in insane how good that match was excellent match one of the best matches of the year and they're like hey fuck it let's do another one <laughs> all right not uh not at 60 minutes this time but uh oh this was a completely different style of match it wasn't it wasn't uh i think it it was it very much used the previous match to tell its story it sort of flipped things Mm. on its head a bit where it seemed like it was going the same way at first danielson working the arm going uh busting hangman open ran into the ring post but then hangman gets and starts doing all the stuff danielson did to him in the last match jumping jackson hole um, mm. <laughs> and sort of turns it around on him. 
very, very good. First we we had the uh, we had the judges on the outside. So if we hit the sixty minute, um, we'd have three judges, which were Mark Harry, Mark Harry, Mark Henry, Mark Jerry Lynn, um, and the Big Show. Uh, once you saw who the judges were, you like, right, yeah, it's definitely not going sixty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, like, it's not don't mean that as disrespect to those guys it's that they mm-hmm. wouldn't have used someone on staff just to fill in they would have yes brought someone in um but uh i love the way danielson kept looking over at them like, oh look at me doing this and all and, um <laughs> do you reckon the the part where hangman wipes danielson's blood on his chest was we jerry lynn nod Oh, 100%. Even Giovanni mentioned that. Yeah. Um, Danielson got, holy shit, he got busted over bad. He was bleeding Mm -hmm. a lot. It looked amazing, though. And it's weird seeing him bleeding since he spent, Mm. you know, so long at WWE and they don't do blood. Um, But he he was gushing. Uh, The entire, like, left side of his face was just, pure red and it it did mm. it just ma- it just makes him look even fucking crazier yep um yeah excellent match but this time the buckshot comes earlier and keeps oh. danielson down um yeah where That's to next well i where to next for pezo hey you like <laughs> it's his first loss it's a well, big cold next on the line it is cool. I think it's cool. I think, <laughs> I think cool's a, a good shout. Uh, and they mention it on TV, so it usually means, yeah, something's going to happen of it. They wouldn't mention yep. it if they weren't going to do something. Um, yeah, like a hangman call match with some, maybe, for the storyline of... going to go mental. Of undisputed era who aren't undisputed era and the elite and the friction and maybe hangman being brought back into to the elite that's that's been my theory for a while now if it's wrong mm. it's wrong but if i'm right then yay me <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's kind of like got two fucking great matches out of that. did you prefer the first match or, the, or this one uh, see, like I say, to me, they were two different matches. I know like, yeah. they had the similarities, but I think it was just... I think the craziness of the second one wins it for me. Yeah. Just the, for the, the high speed of it, and just... It had better... Really looked like be, they were just better, mailing each other. Better pacing, I because they mm-hmm. didn't have to make sure that they would last the hour. Um mm-hmm. But I think I think you nearly need to take those two matches as one single thing. True, you do, you do, because they do the they, same they, title match. Yeah, they tell a story over the course of what an hour and a half. <laughs> so they basically did an hour and a half match in two parts. Um, yep. So like the the draw was a to be continued, um, which uh, which is pretty cool. Very cool way to to, very, to do very, that very to good. do that. Um, Stardom just did that. It also just well. makes it just makes what? Sorry, I was just gonna say it just makes Hangman's first defense even feel like that big, but bigger as well. You know, his first defense technically was an hour and a half 
war. Mm. Um, so we get a very rare MJF match after that <coughs> against Sean Dean. Uh, but before we even get started, out comes Punk. MJF runs, and then Punk gives a GTS to Sean Dean. Dean to get MJF disqualified and says, "I'm going to keep doing this <laughs> until you so fight me." MJF now has a loss. Yeah. That's Sean Dean, some wrestler. How you beat MJF? <laughs> um, we get good back and forth promos after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, uh, Oof. that line Punk said though, holy shit! Which one? The... When uh, when MJF slabbered about he's going to go headline a mania, and then Punk's all, "Yep, you go over there and you can headline night two of a buy one get one free extravaganza, and then get released." <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't Oof. like WWE, does he? <laughs> he doesn't. No, <laughs> understandable. But it's the they're doing they're doing good work on the mic here, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, keep drawing this out for now, a while longer. Punk will get a bit more pissed and pissed and pissed. He's getting to that point where he's not heel, but he's he's being an angry bastard on the mic. Yeah. I wanted to get a push that far because that's that's punk at his best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that whole thing. Like I can see that. Like you, you could think of that as is punk being sour, but it it's not just that. It's just like the the line. If you think the grass is greener, go ahead. I'll still be waiting for you when you come back and give you ass kicking you deserve. I mean, yep. it's it, it's good stuff. There, it, he's yes taking shots at WWE, but he's really. It, it's with a purpose of, you know, taking a shot at um, MJF as well. It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, let's just shit talk WWE Except, for no reason. Obviously, the, the story is MJF's this kid that thinks he's the hottest thing in the world and he's going to go to, quote unquote, yeah. the biggest company. That's basically what he's saying is you won't be shit over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you'll just be another cog in the machine like he was. Yep. Um, but yeah. Um, so from good mic work to not so good mic work. Uh, next Jericho. Oh, oh dear. This this is about Jericho. One of these guys, so he's just better when he's a heel. Yes, well, not necessarily. There's been good face, but definitely his best work is as a heel and this whole stick that he's doing the the rock star elder guy um uh, it's just so fucking cringy and mm. hello fellow kids bullshit uh, it's just mm. so he gets in the ring and just calls the 2.0 square head and pinhead that's like that's what you've been doing for like the last three times you've got a problem with these guys nothing new like um yeah it's uh, it's just a really cringy sort of i don't want to say wwe style promo but that's that's what it was it was like a a john cena comedy promo Mm. maybe not to the point that like as bad as you know him 
doing an Ace Ventura on uh, John Laurinaitis and going, Ooh. it's not as bad as that, but it's still pretty fucking, like, this didn't have to happen. This was like five right. minutes of TV that uh, someone else could have used instead of sending Jericho out there to make us all go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the best line he said is when he lost to Booker T. Yeah, that was what he opened with. Is I was on mm. WCW Thunder losing to Booker T. I think he cheated. Yeah, because yeah. I thought, oh, okay, this is just a sort of look at me. I'm back on TBS. You know, we'll have a wee sort of strolled out memory lane, and then he done the two point two stuff, and I was like, oh no. Like, he calls he calls them Terrence and Philip, which I was like, really? We're doing South Park references in 2022. Plus, he's Canadian. Yeah, but he keeps on about one of them having a flapping head, which I just I don't understand it. I don't. I don't. Mm. It makes me. It makes me root for two point with the exception of like Eddie Kingston's there, and I'm always yeah. on Eddie Kingston's side. I want to see Eddie Kingston knock a fuck out of Jericho. That's what I want to see. Yeah, that would be amazing. Although the one thing I do I enjoy about two point is just the way your man shouts. You want a taste? <laughs> I love that. I love uh, that shit. It's just so stupid, but I love it. So fucking eighties, but he, he's doing it <laughs> in a in a way where he he knows he's he's being. Uh, it's it's good stuff. Um, you know, Adam Cole backstage, uh, the announcing a match for Rampage. Um, mm. uh, the, he's going to be wrestling Jake Atlas, who's a new signing. We'll get to that uh, in a bit. Mm-hmm. Then we got a, a Wardlow match. Uh, <laughs> same sort of thing he's been doing but this time Spears hits a Death Valley driver on his opponent before the match that should be really be a disqualification really um, and then throws him into the ring and tells Wardo to pin him and then Wardo goes here's five powerbombs as well <laughs> the powerbombs symphony I like the name of that it's pretty cool yeah. I forgot to mention as well that it is so I've been thinking this. It, that CM Punk getting MJF disqualified is that the first DQ finish, or has there been yes. other DQ finishes? No, no. I don't. I can't think of a single DQ. Yeah. Well, technically, there was a DQ in the Iron Man match between Pac and Kenny, but Pac was obviously doing that on purpose. Yeah, that's not a finish. Uh, it's not, well. not a finish. Yeah. No, that's the first DQ finishing. Yeah. I'm all for using DQs as long as you don't just DQ finish to a good match just so you can keep both guys strong. I don't like yeah, that. A DQ finish like that makes sense. Yeah. Because the, the story. This is, this is telling the stories by Punk, uh, Punk saying, I'm going to do that. This is what I'm doing now until you fight me. <laughs> mm. Um. So I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to where they go with this word, those stuff. Um, I, I would Only love Wardle it. Wardlow and Punk next week. Yeah. But I, I the Wardlow and MJF stuff, though, I, I'd love if they held out mm. and have him win that Face of the Revolution ladder match and get the TNT title shot and win, and then that's where it all goes to shit because MJF's going to come in and take a title off him. Uh, because mm. was it last week? There's a clause in Wardlow's contract says any titles he wins, he has to give to MJF. Yep. And I'm getting sued, though. Fuck. Right, Jesus, TBS Championship Tournament, Tournament Final. Oh, this was ugly. 
I feel oh, bad for Ruby. Okay. <laughs> I feel really bad for Ruby here. Um, I think this this just showed that Jade is not ready for this length of match at this level. Uh, nope. Ruby did her absolute best. It was she very, very obvious. She was working very hard uh, in this match to lead Jade through it. Um, Jade just could not keep up with her. No. Just, just couldn't. Um, I... And that that's going to be how long she so Jade wins the the TBS championship. Is this? There were so many moments where I was just like, oh, oh, geez, oh, Christ! Is, is this what we're we're getting now? Is this what the TBS title like? They've immediately. I know a lot of people were worried about the TBS title being introduced, the women's roster not being deep enough. It was like, how do you? You know, uh, what's the difference between the world title and TBS? They're kind of on the same level. They've instantly just made it the secondary title here, in my opinion. Mm. It's like, well, Jade's got it, and she's not great, like, with the wrestling. Um, so, yeah, it's, it immediately doesn't mean as much as the world title. Um, just because of... I, I don't get this. Like, why put it on someone so green? And I'm not blaming Jade either. She shouldn't be put in that position... Uh, like, if she can't work a, a match of that, that length, it's like, don't make her do it. That's silly. I know. But then you can't be in the title picture be squashing everyone. That's uh, not allowed. This this never was, works. It never works. This always... I know, I know. Ultimate Warrior <laughs> made him champion, then all the fucking right now, you can't even just be squashing people anymore, so everyone sees how shit you are. Uh, yeah. So where do you see this? In, in that situation, then what what would you do? I would have Ruby win. I wouldn't have had Jay go to the no, final. I mean, what what do you do now? Oh uh, no. Um. So uh, mm. well, what it looks like is Ruby is gonna pivot straight in to go on after Britt Baker, um, because we had her later in the show. Yes being interviewed and getting interrupted by Britt Baker. Uh, Brawl breaks out and that sets up a tag match for um, for Rampage. Now we've got Mercedes Martinez in there. Now we, we didn't mention that last week because we're doing her, all the, the games and really have a lot of time. So she, she debuted last week. Um, if anyone watches AEW, you remember her from the, the Women's Battle Royale. The... Mm-hmm. Um, 2020. You know, tw- was it 2020? Uh, she was the Joker. Uh, everyone yes, went nuts for her, and then she went to NXT. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> and now she's back. Uh, looks like she's going to be a thing with Thunder Rosa because she cost Thunder Rosa her qualifying match against Jade. Um, so Mercedes Martinez is in there as well. She's very good. She she, she is. is. She'll, I forgot to say she's also at uh, she's also at Impact. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, she's running around Impact. She's uh feuding with Diana as well. Nice. So, um, but yeah, uh, Ruby's your first ever TBS champion. That title... No, pro- she's not. Or, sorry, Jade is your first TBS champion. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that would have been a better way to say it, yeah. Yeah. That title probably has a bit of an uphill battle now. Uh, put, like, oh, it's big time. How long is she going to have it? Well, this is the thing. So you've built her as this unstoppable machine. Who takes uh-huh. it from her? 
and she's a heel. Mm-hmm. So you need a good face. She do. And anybody? Literally, anybody? literally anyone? <laughs> Moose. <laughs> Moose. <laughs> Tony Giovanni. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, it was a bad match. I, I, I would say it was one of the worst matches AEW's ever had. Yeah, it is. It's one of the worst televised matches in a way, I would say. Aye. And um, it's so sad that it was for a title. Yeah, it really is. Um, here's someone who could take it off her. Surya Deeb um, cutting a promo oh, with, yes. with, with Jim Ross saying with the stuff of Sheeta, this ain't over. So, oh, I'm the, loving this rivalry. The, the reason they call me the professor, the professor of professional wrestling is because I have a PhD in this shit. I demand a match with you <laughs> next week, Sheeta. You'll be walk. You won't, you will not be walking out on your own. Oh, good stuff. She, she's great. She's great. Give it to her. Should have been her anyway, probably. Fuck but, yeah. um, but it's it's like this is the first time we've had a women's rivalry in AEW that has transcended titles. It's like mm. the Sheeta and Deeb thing is is one of those. Yeah, they they should just fight forever. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully they get to do it with the title involved at some point. Uh, would be it. oh, they will. Uh, then we got Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Malachi's doing torture in the, the varsity blondes for whatever reason. Um, he finds it fucking funny. <laughs> now, Malachi wins this as you would expect. Was the botch where Pillman goes to do a springboard off the rope and sort of no, that was falls on his knees? You think so? Oh, 100%. Yeah, fair enough. Because it just wrapped them up straight after. Yeah, so but I was thinking, was he was, was he supposed to try something and get kicked in midair, but instead just sort of fell? The the way he bumped as well did look like he was on his feet, then went bounced on his knees on the rope and done like a perfect front flip bump <laughs> onto the ground. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe it wasn't a botch. It was it looked way too controlled. Um, uh, he, he was in control the whole time. Like Jul- he landed perfectly where he needed to get kicked. Julia Hart with her eye patch mm. on. Yeah, they th- they should get the when they get Pack back, and then Rocky Romero and just start an eye patch group. <laughs> it's better than the cheerleader gimmick. Oh, definitely. I hope this is a change in gimmick for her because I don't like that at all. Nope. Um. Yeah. Uh, so. Lucha Bros come out and all, uh, and Black does his, his weird thing where he, everything goes back and he switches places with them. He's like, I'm over here now. Bye. And then, is this the one where the lights come back on? You see him walking out? <laughs> or was that last yep. week? Yeah. <laughs> they turned the lights oh, back on. Week, sorry, uh, yeah. that, that was last week. Um, and then uh, the, the main event, tag team titles. What else is there to say here? Fucking Jurassic Express are the tag team champions. Yep. There was a bit of an injury as well. Well, yeah. One thing, the first thing I'll point out in the match is um, when Penta and Ray have have Jungle Boy up for the to do their finisher, the lights go out for a second, Mm -hmm. and Christian Cage is nowhere to be found. So 
Make of that what you will. There's another rumor about that, you know. What? Some people say Brody King was meant to show up. Was meant to? Who is? Yes, right. So, I don't know. Did the lights go out after Phoenix was hurt? No, no, because he was doing his his finisher. All right, then that makes no. Then that then that theory makes no sense. Because some people are saying because Phoenix got hurt, the idea was that uh, Malachi and Brody King were gonna like be a tag team and beat the shit out of the Lucha Bros. But obviously, Phoenix yeah. was hurt. But then, obviously, if you're saying it happened before, no, that Phoenix does n- no. Because here's the, the thing: uh, is they they did the wee lights out that Christian Cage was not. Anywhere around the ring that I could see at the time when that happens. One of my theory is... is that he it, ran it's, off with yes, Alex. he did. And I think he did the lights thing. He saw, oh, fuck, you're doing the finisher. And was beside the lights, turned them off, mm-hmm. gave, gave him that opportunity to get them down. That's the thing that makes sense to me, logically. This whole Brody King thing will happen, I think. And mm-hmm. that's why, at the end, we had a, the big moment where... The big happy moment where Jurassic Express... Uh, world tag team champions you would never have thought that at the start of AEW they were on a losing mm-hmm. streak and now they're the champions everybody comes out and it shows a number of people potential challenges one of them was Malachi mm-hmm. that they showed mm-hmm. um, so there would there'd be no reason and if if Brody King was meant to be there why would they do the lights out thing and then not have him be there uh, that makes no fucking sense I thought it was a pretty dumb theory. It is very fucking dumb theory. What did you give up it's on? It's not like halfway? the lights were on a timer. Uh, it's, it's my, I, I think the it, if I'm right, it was very subtly done and and, and clever. If they're right, then I don't know what the fuck. Um, no, I think you, yours makes more sense because Christian's exact words, with he, me by your side, I will make yes. sure you win those championships. He's, he's been hinted. He's been hinting that he would do something. And this is just a way to have it so you you don't maybe don't notice it right away. Um, mm. Now, you did mention an injury. So, unfortunately, uh, Pent, or Ray Phoenix took a, an awkward bump through the table from a chokeslam from Luchasaurus and got hurt. Um, mm. Dislocated shoulder or something. So... He's probably going to be out for a while with that. No man's fault, eh? It was just a freak accident. Nah, bad fall. Disco Inferno just shot his fucking trap. <laughs> Disco <That's>, who? That's... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who's fucking the f- Cody shot him up, <laughs> Aye, he did. Who the fuck asked him? Anyway? It's like, who the f- What the fuck? You're the guy who's dancing around like an agent. Get the fuck out of here. You're not a wrestler. Aye. <laughs> What a ball! I mean, you're in the ring with Bill Goldberg, <laughs> and you survived. So shut up. <laughs> you didn't get killed. Most people are lucky to be alive after being in the ring with that fucking idiot. Good, good but to yeah, see. Very good to see them get the belt. Aye. Um, and, uh, I, I think you you you, you pointed jump. you pointed out that uh, Luchasaurus has one AW title. Brian Danielson has zero. Since he stopped hanging around with Luchasaurus, <laughs> Danielson has got defeated on the same night the big man gets a belt. So there you go. He, he missed no, his Luchasaurus no, rub. I'm no longer getting that Luchasaurus rub. Uh, so <laughs> on Rampage, uh, Chris Jericho's back on commentary. 
Oh dear God. Mm. Help. Um, Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. And what did you think? Did you do, have you ever seen Jake Atlas? Well, obviously you saw him on the dark beforehand. But uh, no, I'd never seen him. Fuck, he's impressive. He's, he's so got a smooth. really cool build. Ah, he's he's big and not, but aye. like, he looks like he can move, but he looks huge and he's so mm. fucking smooth. And it's ridiculous. The worst thing about it is he blows his knee out in this match, and ah, it's like, fuck. And you can just see it. Yeah, you see the moment it happens. Uh, Cole goes to do the Panama Sunrise. And jumps down, and <laughs> Atlas is like, no, that, that, this ain't happening. And then has to put him mm-hmm. in a really awkward-looking knee bar uh, and have him tap mm-hmm. out. And it's such a fucking shame, because uh, this match was going really, really good. Um, it was. Yeah, I, Jericho made a, a decent point on commentary, um, saying there's a lot of Shawn Michaels in him, which I would not disagree with. Too cool? Uh, no, about or Atlas. Atlas. Oh, no, of, of Cole. Mm. Sorry, of Cole. Um, uh, do you want to know something? I think he actually even looks like him a bit. Y- yeah, I think he's a massive Shawn Michaels fan. And that's... I can see it. Yeah. Because he uh, tuned up the band and all at one point. Oh, aye, aye. Um, uh, I would say he would have worked with Shawn Michaels a lot. And I think he, yeah, he really oh, likes yeah. Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty fucking obvious. Um, then we get the Red Dragon coming out, and they're threatening to put the boots to to Atlas. Mm. And we get uh, Orange Cassidy music hitting, uh, and he comes out along with uh, Chuck and Wheeler uh, to chase away the dirty, dirty mm. heels. He had a <laughs> chain. What's that all about? He did. <laughs> he he to be slowly chill. wrapped the chain around himself. <laughs> Come out here with chains. <laughs> right, so there was supposed to be a TNT championship match at Battle of the Belts. Um, and we get announced here that the Cody's not medically cleared, so that's not happening. What? What? What is. I don't. Has he got COVID? Is I'm guessing he's maybe positive. Who knows? We could probably find this out. It's probably out there somewhere, but anyway. Um, uh. So a really weird interview with Andrade El Idolo. <laughs> Andrade of, needs to stop trying to buy people. <laughs> First, my problem is not with Mr. Sting. <laughs> Mr. Sting. My question is, why does this little kid work for Sting? Shivani's <laughs> 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 like, explain it. He doesn't work for him. They're friends. <sighs> I love that he calls him Mr. Sting. <laughs> and he wants to, he wants to buy Darby Hall. <laughs> Yes. What it is trying to buy people. Because <laughs> his assistant needs an assistant. It's like, it's like Andrade, do you actually watch the show? He's a wrestler. He's not, he's not an assistant. How much for the boy? <laughs> <laughs> Sell me your children. Dear Jesus. I... But, so yes. Uh, Mr. Sting uh, wants, or no, uh, Andrade wants Mr. Sting, Sting to sell him Derby. But uh, don't get me wrong, it was pretty funny and all, but to me, Andrade should be getting a really cool story instead of just, I have a lot of money and I'm just going to butt my nose into everything. Yeah, uh, I just want to buy people. Uh, 
No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> and especially, like, every time you see someone, like, go after Sting, you're like, oh, no. I know. <laughs> Sting is going to beat you. Uh, you know who you can send after Sting? Who they can send after Sting? Who Sting won't beat? Hook. I, well, it's funny, should I? <laughs> Fuck me. Hook versus Aaron Solo. Um, there much. at least was a bit of back and forward in this. A wee bit. A wee bit. Not but a while lot. Aaron, just seems to be unbeatable. Uh, Aaron Solo gets in there early with the, the forearm shots, and but then eventually, mm. you know, capture suplexes all around. I, I think fucking Hook's wild smooth, though. He is. He, he's very good in the ring, and he's he's just he's very much like his dad. Um, and then we get the What's uh, crazy her. QT gets a suplex. What is the her about? <laughs> it's half his gimmick. Yeah, it's. I just. It looks like he's just got out of bed and went. Oh, I've got a wrestle. Uh, but even QT on Dynamite was all. Uh, all this kid ever did was show up late, leave early, and eat crisps. <laughs> And he's still kicking the shit out of everyone. I, I, it's super ridiculous. He over. He is. Is it just because he's a good-looking kid? There's lots of good-looking kids there. It's not like like he. Oh, I suppose they're all over too. Where, I don't know where this all came from. Because Jesus, are, the roar when he comes out. Our AEW fans just that shallow. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Maybe, but I would say. Uh, I would say Andrade's a better looking guy than, or or even JB. JB's way better looking than Hook. Yeah. I think it was just the mystery of it. He's always there with his hood up in the background, just hanging about. Mm. It's like, <gasps> He's like, you know, do you remember that episode of The Simpsons? I knew you were going there. <laughs> you're going there with that. <laughs> it's that sort That's of what he's like. And then, and then it's like, all right, it actually turns out that he can go in the ring. Then all's, mm. all's good. Uh, uh. Yeah. His suplexes are sweet, especially when the, it, what do you call the one where he's got the, the round, he's got the leg and your head? Uh, oh, I can't name those. Uh, it's fucking cool looking. Trap? Suplex or capture? Very Taz. Capture suplex. Leg capture don't see many people doing that. Yeah. Well, it's pure fucking Taz thing there. Um. Mm. Uh, the the you got the Taz plex as well. He always does the, the, the you know the sleeper mm. suplex. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's per Aaron Solo gets murdered, and so does QT. Well, we don't mind QT getting murdered. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Stark says he's defending the FTW Championship at uh, Battle of the Belts <laughs> against. I can uh, listen Matt to Ricky Seidel. Starks all day. Yeah. It's very good on commentary. It's good that he gets to do that since his, you know, they're not hundred percent sure of his neck. Um, mm. So they, they they do he doesn't do many many wrestling uh, matches. Is that what it is with him? I believe so. I believe right. so. Um, just just making sure he gets plenty of rest. And we get uh, the the tag match we set up with Britt Baker and Jamie Hader versus Riho and, and Ruby Soho. Uh, of course, Riho will be challenging for Britt's title at Battle of the Belts. Um, not much uh, like this is, uh, yeah, whoever's losing the title match is getting a win now. Uh, so Riho gets the, the pin, but on Jamie Hader, uh, and a big mm. deal is made. It's like, uh, Britt still doesn't have a win over Riho in any sort of capacity. 
Mm. Um, I I, I could watch a bit of a breakdown between Hader and Baker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hader gets wheeled in the face by Breaker. Breaker Baker. <laughs> That's a different guy. He's NXT. You mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. I, I could watch Riho and Hater all day, just the way Riho I, just launches herself at Hater, <laughs> just like <laughs> reckless abandon. But uh, you know, Hater's big you know enough. She's gonna catch her. Like. I, um, it, it's it's good. Uh, and then yeah, main event we have Daniel Garcia two point uh, versus Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. This was just, fucking crazy. Yeah, no no DQ. So fucking hell, just. Just so little of this match was in the ring. I uh, the best, my favorite part though was so this is Rampage. So Mark Henry does his wee interview. Um, oh. and 2.0 take over, start talking shit. And then you just see Eddie walk off the camera, uh, with uh, Santana Ortiz. He's like, Well, let's go now. We've seen him do that before and then come back and start shouting. But this time it's like the camera goes just goes completely in on 2.0, and you're like. He's gonna, you know, they're coming to get them. <laughs> sure enough, they come running in, and that's the start of the start of the match. Just straight away, just they come out. We uh, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, just beating the shit out of everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, and, what enjoy- was Henry even said? It looks like the match has already started. <laughs> <laughs> Good match. Obviously, Santana Ortiz get the win. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we had Garcia using the bell again, which he, uh, uh, Eddie Kingston mm. kicks out of. Um, Eddie Eddie just doing the whole, I uh, just hit me again, hit me again. Come on. Uh, and he's doing that all the way through to, to Daniel Garcia. Um, just so much intensity what, there. One of my favorite things Kingston does, he's done it a few times, so I still think it's amazing every time, is when he'll let the guy slap the shit out of him, and then he just pokes him in the eye. And <laughs> <slaps>. <laughs> that was like the first thing they did when they got in the ring. It's like, chop me, <laughs> poke. Um, yeah, then then after after the win, uh, they, they, Garcia and 2.0 start tying Kingston Kingston off my ropes, and then Chris Jericho goes running in to mm. chase them off, which uh, nobody mm. cares. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho be a heel, just just be. A, he's yeah. he's worse than Cody. How can, why do people boo Cody <laughs> and cheer him? <laughs> the fuck is wrong? Right, uh, <laughs> so our other show, <laughs> Battle of the Belts. Um, so yeah, interim TNT Championship match between Dustin Rhodes and Sammy Guevara. We were supposed to have Sammy versus uh, Cody in a rematch for the TNT Championship, but uh, as we mentioned, Cody can't. So we're we're gonna have an interim TNT champion. So this is a thing that's usually done in. UFC in that if someone's out with injury the they'll have a title match anyway and you'll have an interim title and then when everyone's all better you have a match to unify which mm. is obviously going to happen here um we have some guy Humpy Wheeler what a name yep and David Crockett uh 
at the ring and who are going to present the title to the winner. Who the fuck is Humpy Wheeler? He's a NASCAR guy, I guess. Like he does a lot of charity work as well in Charlotte. You know what you're saying? Uh, is that Cash Wheeler's da? <laughs> it could be you. Or maybe it's Yuda Wheeler's da? No, Yuda Wheeler <laughs> is Asian American. <laughs> Yeah, maybe his mother's Asian. Oh, actually, <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, yeah, this, this is a this is a good match. Um, uh, and we get some interference from Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out uh, and gets a table out, and then Aaron Anderson chases him away with his fake gun. Yep. Which Fuego, Fuego literally? I'm pretty <laughs> sure Fuego shouts. I'm too pretty to die <laughs> and runs off. And we get in this as well is Dustin doing um, doing Cody shtick with the two crossroads and, to, and then a tiger driver. Um, mm. But Sammy manages to get out of it and hits him with a 630. Um, and Sammy wins the interim TNT title. Well, actually, he didn't win with the 630. It was like a, a weird roll-up uh, dance they did. Yes. Um, and then Sammy got the win. So, aye. That Sammy's the champion again. And I, I'm guessing that, like, you know, this is them adjusting for shit happening with Cody. Aye. Um, do you think Sammy would have just- won if it was still the Cody thing? Don't think so. Hmm. They, they, they want that crowd hitting Cody. Uh, true. Um, and we get the Daniel Garcia jumping in the ring and slapping Sammy, so that's going to be our next match. Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia, which should be a great one. That'll be good. Um, anyway, FTW ch- title match. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Matt Seidel. Um... Starks wins, obviously. Mm. Um, Very solid match, like yeah, it was a solid match. Uh, but the, the the main story is um, Dante coming out um, because they continue to beat Seidel after the match. Um, yep, and Lee Lee Morardi came out there as well, and <coughs> trucked by Hobbs. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it looks like we're getting Dante Martin and Hobbs. Uh, he That'll be good. Got in his face. Did we have that match before? And it was okay. Yeah, uh, we had it before we, uh, when Dante wasn't the big sort of deal at the time. Yeah, and Hobbs kind of trucked them. Uh, and then our the main event, the women's world championship. This match was really, really good. Um, yep. Uh, Britt wins. Uh, retains her title, which was kind of obvious. Lots of interference. <laughs> I, 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 I was getting the, uh, but maybe, but they might, they might. It's, it's mm. not outside the realm of possibility for Riho to win. Um, but no, yeah, as you said, loads of interference. Um, Rebel and Jamie Hader just being dicks <laughs> around the outside. <laughs> Rio should uh, get a, join a, join some sort of stable. Or create one. See, if you were to do 
See, I'd love to see a Joshi stable, but the leader of that has to be Shida. Yeah. Like, just, you know, her in the white suit. Hmm. It would be good. Um, you would have to wait for sort of them all to turn the heel, or one of them. Yeah, just turn them all heel at once. Have a few, you have a few sort of... Do you have more heels than faces in the women's division? I don't believe so. Or is it just more heel factions? Yeah, more heel factions. Heels tend, to, heels tend to stick together where, you know, faces True. are like lone wolf in it. Um, but that's, uh, that's the end of the, the wrestling. Um, There's uh, a big week. Yeah. Another very long podcast, so since we're going so long, we should really um, call this a day and get the hell out of here. Yep. Sorry for taking up so much of your time, folks. Chatting about wrestling. Seriously, if you're listening to this and you haven't even watched any AEW, like, what what are you doing? We're not doing a very good job. Why are you listening to us? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that'll do us for this week. Sorry, you're going to say something? Don't buy NFTs. Don't buy NFTs. Don't buy... (laughs) Complain. Express your disappointment to your companies without resorting to death threats, please, and... We shall see you again. Well, we won't see you, but the, you'll be listening to this too, uh, again next week. Bye. Bye.